everyone. I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Sean Whitley. I may don't know how to say your last name. Thank you for joining me today, Sean. Of course. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, Sean, if you could tell my listeners a bit about yourself, um, any details they may not be aware of, um, give us the inside scoop into who Sean is, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm just your average guy. I'm married with two beautiful kids, four and six, and navigating that whole world. Um, At the same time, I I run the sales organization for a communications company. So whenever you get like a text message with a pin code on a website to verify that it's you, that's our service. And, um, you know, I'm just really interested in a lot of different things. I used to have a guacamole business for a long time at farmer's markets, and that was a lot of fun. And I'm just always up for a new challenge. Interesting. So you're always up for a new challenge. Um, Can you elaborate on how those particular challenges have shaped you? Yeah, I mean, so there's challenges that you like seek out in terms of like career choices or job changes or uh, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you want to start a new business. Like those are those are big changes and challenges that can be very stressful and push you to like become a new version of yourself, which I've got stories on that front. Um, but I've got like the one main story, which completely changed the trajectory of my life. Like, is that where you'd like me to start on that, that big story? Yes. If you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went into high school, I had a buddy that asked me to join him for the football tryouts. I wasn't planning on playing football. In fact, I was a very shy kid where I was always bigger than everybody else. I was always just taller Overall, I was a chubby kid, so I was always bigger. I actually was afraid I would hurt other kids, so I never played very physical sports. I played, you know, basketball and other ones that there was weren't as many injuries and things like that. And um, I was planning on playing basketball in high school, but I went to the football tryout just looking at it as like another workout, and I actually got asked to join the team like right away. Um, big physique. I was pretty good catching the football with my hands, and so my path over those next four years was getting better and better at football. And I had talked to different colleges. I'd gone out to the summer camps at USC, Notre Dame and Boston College right before my senior year of high school. So my whole path was going to college and hopefully if I'm good enough, eventually going to the NFL. That was like the dream and it completely consumed my life. Everything I did was around, you know, physical workouts, training, getting better. And uh, the final week of practice before my senior year in high school, we were doing tackling drills, um, just practice. And we did heads up tackling drills, which nowadays I don't think they really do heads up as much. That's usually like on an angle for protection purposes. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was the only guy that would really go up against 
our six foot seven, 300 plus pound like lineman. And we connected and I ended up fracturing my neck where you had the little vertebrae on the end, the little like wings that come out, essentially the very end of it um, snapped. I had a bunch of nerves that went numb throughout my whole body, basically felt like I was paralyzed. And I remember sitting in the hospital bed, well, not sitting actually, I laying down and just staring up at the ceiling, you know, with the, the little squares and all the little dots. And I'm just staring at it like, this is my life. Like, uh, I'm not gonna ride a bike again. I'm not gonna eat my cereal myself. All these thoughts just flooded through my head because I didn't know how bad it was. Cause I just remember like the snot coming out of my nose and my tears, everything all just like uncontrollably coming when it first happened. And I started getting really, really numb almost like a cooling sensation until I just couldn't feel anything for a while. Fast forward, I ended up not having anything serious other than the fracture. So rehab, neck brace, all that. I was actually able to take a few weeks off, recover, and ended up playing the rest of the season. But the idea of trying to earn my way back towards that college dream, it just didn't work out. And, uh, you know, football was sort of, taken from me in some regards because I was really committed to it. I was really, really engulfed in that like brotherhood and family that we, we grew up together. All the, a lot of life lessons I learned actually through football and, and my teammates and my coaches. So it was hard to like not ever experience that college level and to see some of my friends go off to college and eventually to the pros and see their success. It definitely was um, very challenging. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think that because they have this life dream, that if that doesn't work out, like, that's it. Like, that, there's, you know, they get very demoralized. And what I like to try to tell people is I found another life, like another path that has fulfilled me in so many different ways that I'm actually glad I didn't go down that path. Like, what I mean by that is I ended up pivoting and just going to college and uh, getting a job at Best Buy when I was at college, which is, you know, basic grunt work, you know, low pay, crappy hours, closing on Fridays, opening on Saturday mornings, like just really the grind. And um, I ended up asking a friend who worked in the tech space if they had any sales jobs where I could start changing my path. And that was probably the best opportunity I ever had because now it put me down a path where now I've gone through a tech startup as the seventh employee all the way up through acquisition. Then I changed companies um, and now I'm running an entire sales organization, like I mentioned at the intro. And I also founded my own company that we also sold two years later um, to another tech company. So my whole life has changed now where it's all about building up these companies and seeing it grow from this tiny little thing into this huge company with this massive team and doing a lot for the people and, and, and seeing them grow along the way. And it's just completely, completely changed my perspective. And I don't feel like the job that I'm in now will be a risk to my health outside of maybe stress and those kinds of things, but it's not as much of a risk as football might be. Whereas a short lived career, a lot of people get injured and it's a lifelong injury. So, um, you know, it's a different, it's a different life path, but, I, I'm very fulfilled and I have a beautiful family now and I get to spend all this time with them. So it's, I'm just trying to resonate with your audience. Like 
when one one door closes, I'm sure you've heard this phrase a million times, another door opens. Like it is very, very true. And I've had that happen numerous times in my life. And this is probably just the most obvious one. Right. And I completely um, admire you for um, changing your path, so to speak, on a personal level. I can understand um, paths changing. And um, for me, um, because I'm Christian, my purpose um, eventually ended up changing growing up. Just give you a little insight into me. Um, to <laughs> my phone is like, yay. <laughs> just to give you some insight into me um around 2011 um high school um i had this um notion um because of my beliefs of them how passionate i am about it that i should be a youth pastor um that i felt called to do that i love helping others i use um my beliefs to help everyone on a daily basis as far as advice so why not combine the two and just help the youth get through their life a little easier with the right um spiritual principles so i'm like i'm gonna be a youth pastor man go to bible college do the whole gamut and just change some lives um so i ended up going to i graduated high school i ended up going to bible college but that didn't exactly pan out for numerous reasons that I'm not gonna get into, but um, that didn't exactly panned out. So um, I went back, came back home. I mean, I went to the Bible college in Tampa then came back here to St. Pete where I live. So it wasn't that much of a stretch as far as um, distance goes. And I was gonna try to stick with my initial plan, but try to do it towards education. So how I'm still helping people, I'm still helping the youth and I'm still, fulfilling my purpose, but um, that particular plan didn't work out. Um, college was really different for me and it was really hard to understand the whole particulars and the requirements and the recs and everything that comes into it. So um, finding my niche in college was really, really difficult as I'm sure you can imagine with in regards to your story. So, um, Fast forward a bit, I eventually graduated with my associate degree with the regular requirements, math, English, science, all that stuff. But I didn't exactly have a path now. My path changed because I came back home. So what am I going to do? What am I interested in? Um, so um, I got this idea into my head as I was... I just graduated college. Um, what am I gonna do? Because um, I didn't have any skill set really, so I was obviously still gonna continue college after I got my associates. So I decided, like, hey, I like technology, and I like being creative. So I decided to take those two particular um, strong skill sets of mine and apply them in digital media. So I decided to go for my um, graphic design degree. Um, so I've been studying that for the past three or four years now. I'm actually really close to finishing finally. So I'm right. really psyched about that. So um, I took that little plan um, idea and I've sort of molded it into, hey, I can actually make a career out of this and I can still help people in a way. Yeah. So um, absolutely. My path hasn't fully changed, it's just evolved. 
yeah. into something that I can still serve a purpose in, but also make money in. Because um, making money is a part of life um, and it's how you survive. So oh, yeah. I still, um, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say, if you really think about it, if I don't know how you could ever tell if the statement is, is true or not, but most people, there are only very few people that have like their kind of life trajectory like mapped out early on that actually stays to plan. The majority, if not almost every single person's path, like you said, evolves in a slight way. You're still ending up in the same general direction, but you may drift left or right because you need to, to expand what you're doing or change slightly what your focus is, but it's still towards that ultimate goal. And I think that's what you did. And I, like I, I stand by my statement, I think 99.9% .9 of the people in the world, that's what happens. There's only those, you know, 1% athletes whose like whole life is basketball and they wake up and breathe basketball and then their whole goal is to be an NBA. And it's like LeBron, you know, like his whole path for greatness was already like destined when he was born. And obviously he has to work hard along the way. Otherwise that plan would deviate, but the average person, you know, it's whatever they thought they were going to be when they were a kid or even a college kid it's not the same as what they end up being because just life has its twists and turns and you have to be flexible and fluid with it along the way. Absolutely. Um, and that, so you can really understand, I completely understand. And if I hadn't made that change or shift, then um, honestly, this podcast probably wouldn't even happen in all honesty um, <laughs> because um all the gifts I've acquired over the years, like being really into technology and helping others and the whole um, graphic side to it. There's obviously a graphic in the background of my room, but I didn't obviously create that, but it still goes to show how your path continues to change and evolve as you so eloquently put it. And um, if my path has hadn't continued to change or evolve, then this podcast wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, yeah. And another example I have is uh, I would have never met my wife. Um, so she lived in Northridge, California when the Northridge earthquake happened. And ironically, her dad actually canceled the homeowner's insurance or didn't renew it or something just before the earthquake happened. And so when the earthquake happened, their house was basically destroyed and they had to move out. And I lived on the west side, they lived in the valley, which is like 20 miles apart. It's like completely different cities, uh, you know, in terms of like schools and circles at the time. So she ended up moving over to the west side and literally moved a block away from me. And we ended up going to the same middle school and same high school. And that's where we ended up, um, we started dating in high school. And it's like, if this giant catastrophe of an earthquake that was, you know, obviously did a lot of damage and um, I'm sure people died, I can't remember exactly, and things like that, it's really sad, um, was the catalyst and the change in the world that put us into a similar path. And if it wasn't for that, I, I most likely, almost most likely would never have met her. So it's, life is crazy, right? It is indeed crazy. And as much as people want to avoid any sense of change, and trust me, I used to be the mascot 
of no change whatsoever. But it wasn't until I got diagnosed with diabetes a year ago at the start of the pandemic that I really started to embrace the concept of change, really, because I had no choice, because <laughs> this is now yeah. a part of my life forever. So um, I completely understand your perspective in regards to that. Um, I do have a question because you did mention you have a podcast. Um, I don't come across many podcasters slash guests on here very often. Do you mind touching a bit about your podcast a little yeah, bit? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We uh, The show's called The Two Sales Guys. It's me and my co-host, Matt Sopiers. We both were the first two sales guys at a company called Telesign, the, the tech startup I mentioned earlier. And um, we've been in the trenches together for a long time. We were the ones that co-founded our company together that we later sold. Um, we've gone from being these super young, first sales job kind of guys all the way up to now where we're both running large organizations. And the purpose of the show is actually to talk about something that's rarely discussed in the sales environment. And this applies to like the tech world, to retail, to any sales job in the world. People don't really talk about like mental health or mental wellness or like performance mentally um, like they do physical. So like, you know, everybody has a story to talk about what their diet regimen is like and what they're changing and how it's working or their gym routine and how their body's changing or how stronger they're getting. And we all talk about it like it's normal, but yet like nobody talks about like how we're doing mentally, like stress the pressure of the job or how some change in the work environment has impacted them or on the performance side, like a lot of athletes, you know, those top 1% athletes, they don't just work on their bodies and their skills. They also work on their minds. They, and they visualize the games. They think about their performance. They look back and, and learn how to deal with tough situations so that they can recover more quickly. And so the whole topic of the show is really just to talk about, the overall stress and pressure of the, the sales industry and ways to like cope with those techniques from top sales professionals, experts in like, um, you know, uh, we work with psychologists, we've talked with chiropractors, nutritionists, we work with a bunch of different experts and very successful salespeople to get their stories. I mean, what, what crazy stories have they been through? How are they dealing with the stress and pressure? And the whole idea is just to try to help any listeners, you know, take away something that they can put into their lives and, and help themselves get better. And also we want to talk with corporations about like changing the culture, the sales culture. It doesn't need to be this historic, like machismo, like competitive environment that is like constant, like, what did you do for me lately? And if you didn't sell something good, like you're fired, like it doesn't need to be this big extreme, but instead try to change the culture where it's, it's more supportive and more conducive environment to have better performance. And we think in the long run, that's going to be a, a big change for a uh, performance for your sales team. So that's just kind of the topic, but it, it applies to a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of industries. So it's, it's been really fun. Um, I truly admire you for um, um, letting that be the overall vision of your podcast. Um, as a podcast, I understand helping others with their mental health because that's really the whole key theme of my podcast. But um, specifically targeting um, the sales organization and retail and how any sales department in any business-oriented um, department, because I can really imagine um, 
specifically anyone in the business field right now, having a real difficult time um, anxiety-wise considering the pandemic and um, either having to lose their job or the fact that um, a lot of people are shopping and even though there are restrictions in masks, they still have to be in contact with at least 10 or 15 people a day. So um, how do you handle a new work environment where you have to have a mask and be possibly in more contact with people because obviously people are conducive to their homes. So they have to stock up and do more shopping. So they're in more contact with people. So the whole um, uh, stress dynamic is probably really increased in um, any um, business um, because of the pandemic, so. Oh yeah, we, we've had lots of discussions around like the pressures of people that were able to work remote and how different that was than the sales environment like in an office. And then we talked briefly about, like you said, um, folks that are in a retail location, like either these essential workers or now that stores are starting to open back up, there's that conflict of, you know, I'm still being exposed and I have no idea if these people coming into the store have COVID or not. And then I am the one that like, am potentially at risk or I'm taking it home to my family. Like, you know, I'll share another story that, um, so we have, we got a house a block away from my parents and my grandma so that they would be close to me and my kids. And that way we, they could see each other a lot. And because of that, we tried to stay in our own little bubble through this pandemic where we really didn't go anywhere. We did a lot of um, delivery for all our groceries. We did not go to any restaurants when they were open. Like we were very, very, very into our little circle of people to make sure that I didn't pass it on somehow inadvertently to my parents or my grandma because they are older, they have conditions and you, know, you just don't want to live the rest of your life knowing that you possibly gave them a death sentence, right? And so we just took it like on the uber extreme of like, it's a death sentence. So like we have to be super, super cautious just to like ride it out. And everything was fine for the whole year. And then in January, the, it was actually the week between Christmas and New Year's, um, we ran to the store really quick to grab some cheeses and like champagne to have at the house for New Year's. And my kids like act like really crazy. So we usually don't let them come into the store. One of us stays in the car with them while the other just does the shopping. So there's only one person. And we like do the whole sanitizer and the mask and all the groceries. We like wipe them all down with like Clorox wipes, things like that when we come home. And they were going nuts this day. So we're like, all right, we're just grabbing some cheeses right there and the champagne and we're leaving. It's like simple. We just don't touch anything. Let's go. And sure enough, we get in the store and the kids like start touching stuff. We go outside and like, I don't remember if my son like, like took his mask off and rubbed his face or he grabbed like a snack in the car and shoved it in his mouth. My daughter was like, we just didn't, they like did stuff before we got the sanitized and we were kind of like, uh oh, you know, we weren't really sure. And, Five days later, all four of us tested positive for COVID. I had it pretty bad where I was laid up for more than a week uh, with just complete weakness. And my wife had like a really bad migraine. We all, we both lost our taste and smell. The kids had a really light, like one day, two days of like a light fever. And otherwise they were fine, which made it actually harder on us because they were like, play with us. And they were running around and we were both just like <laughs> half dead on the couch. Like, leave us alone. I don't care. Watch YouTube, do whatever you want. Like, just leave us alone. And um, I just remember that first night, like having it and I'm like shivering in my bed with a fever and like freaking out because I'd just seen my mom like two days before. And I was like afraid I had passed it along to them. 
Um, but you know, thank God the three of them, none of them got it and we all recovered and we've tested negative a bunch of times since. In fact, we've both been vaccinated and they've all been vaccinated. So, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine in the thick of the pandemic when it first started rolling out, when we didn't really know a lot about the virus and stuff and those essential workers, you know, at Trader Joe's and all the supermarkets, like having to interact with the general population and where people are buying panic buying in the stores too, stuff's flying off the shelves and you just don't know, like, you know, not like, where am I going to get my toilet paper? But like, um, like more of just like, I don't know who's got it. I don't know how to get, how we really get it. This mask thing, like, okay, sanitizer, but like you're interacting with dozens or hundreds of people a day. Like that's gotta be so stressful. And then you have to go home and see your family, let alone like the, the frontline workers, like, and what they were dealing with and seeing in the hospitals at the peak. But yeah, we, we just try to talk about it. So people understand that they're not the only ones going through this in some variation and um, give, give it a platform to be talked about. All right. And I truly admire you for using your platform to do that um, because it is important to talk about um, what's going on right now because it's affecting everyone. So I have an icebreaker question for you. I might be able to stump you. Many of my guests enjoy this question. (laughs) So we shall see. If you could have any superpower that's not flying or teleporting, many people pick teleporting when I say they can't pick flying, but I have to take that option away. Um, they always go for that answer because I know that I'm traveling, but seeing as how where you are right now, I don't think you miss traveling too much. (laughs) (laughs) You could have any superpower that's not flying or teleporting, what would it be? Man, that's a really good question. Like I've never actually thought about that. I know this is a question that I've heard asked like in some professional environments and it's really interesting to see what people say. Um, but I've ruled out a few because I think like, first of all, a lot of people think reading minds would be really great, especially salespeople, because then they could get in the buyer's mind and they could sell them better. Right. But then I'm like, yeah, but then you hear everybody's thoughts, like all the honest, unfiltered truth about everything yourself, about what's going on. And it just would be too much. Um, I think the reason people like teleportation and, and flight is because of like this, the, the travel capabilities, um, so I think that would be it is just being able to be fast, like speed, you know, like flash, because then I could like do anything or go anywhere really quickly, um, which is probably my biggest inconvenience. I hate like waiting around and I hate like um, how long it takes to get somewhere for something like, you know, I'm a typical L.A. guy, I guess, where it's like there's so much traffic. And that's why I think L.A. people are notoriously like flaky because they don't want to sit and hour and a half of traffic to just come for like a, you know, 45 minute dinner and then sit an hour and a half traffic back. Right. So if I had speed, I could get there really fast. Um, that would probably be my answer. Cause I don't strength is cool. Like weapon related things like laser eyes or all that is cool too, but like, I don't have a need to like fight people. So I think just speed, incredible quickness. Super speed, okay. Um, that's the joke about this question. Many people approach it differently. They go with a comical answer, a sincere answer, a practical answer, or an, a power they already possess. Um, in, in your case, you want to choose super speed, which I'm sure we could all use to some degree. Um, 
we want to get pizza right away. We don't have to order it. We can just pick it up in two seconds and eat it and let it grow. So, <laughs> so the power I would have, it's not exactly a power yet, but I feel like it would be one in the future, would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. They're not even discovered yet, yet they're listening to this podcast right now. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be cool. I mean, I always I always wonder, like, you know, when like we talk about some other civilization, like hearing us for the first time and what those first words are and what impact that could make on their perception of us you know, what they think of us as a species or whatever, like however deep you want to go on this, like, that's really cool. I mean, that's definitely really creative too. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's possible. We already have a rover on Mars. They're probably tuning in right now. So I believe it. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Well, Sean, as awesome as this conversation has been, we're at the end to it, unfortunately. Do you have any social plugins where people can find your podcast? Give us the inside scoop to how people can contact you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the easiest way to get in touch with me directly uh, would either be on my LinkedIn, which you just search my name, Sean Whitley, and you should find it with you know, my ugly mug on there. And then uh, I'm on Instagram as well. I don't really use Instagram as much, to be honest with you. But on the the podcast front, we have the website, thetwosalesguys.com. We're on every podcast platform for the most part that I can tell. So if you just search for us, you can find us. Um, Or if you just go to uh, kite.link forward slash 2SG, that'll take you to a website where it has us linked to every podcast platform directly to our show. So that's probably the, the best way to get a hold of us. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, Sean. This was an awesome, awesome conversation. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was great. No problem. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, don't worry about your path. Wherever it will lead you, it will lead you. Just go with the flow. And until next time. Bye. Hello everyone, it is your heart warrior Dion here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you liked this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.